Hello, this is Anvati from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today, Saturday, the 10th of September. Five Congress MPs have expressed concerns over transparency and fairness of the election process to elect the party's new president. They have asked that electoral rolls should be securely provided to all electors and potential candidates. They expressed their concerns in a letter to the AICC, Central Election Authority Chief Madhusudan Mistri. They demand that a list must be made available in order to verify who is entitled to nominate a candidate and who is entitled to vote. These MPs are Shashi Tharoor, Karthi Chitambaram, Pradyut Bordoloi, Abdul Khalek and Manish Tiwari. Tharoor was also among the 23 leaders who had written to Congress Chief Sonia Gandhi in 2020, seeking an organizational overhaul of the party. Tharoor is reported to be contemplating running for the party president. The five MPs have asked that before the nomination process starts, the party's Central Election Authority must provide a list of Pradesh Congress Committee delegates that make up the Electoral College. If the CEA is concerned about such information leaking, the MPs said, it could come up with a mechanism to share this information with all electors and potential candidates securely. At least 50 houses were submerged and one woman was killed in Uttarakhand after a cloudburst in the town of Dharchula sparked flooding and landslides. The cloudburst struck near the India-Nepal border at around 1am on Saturday. A video released by the Uttarakhand Fire Services shows an overflowing Kali River wreaking havoc on structures erected along its bank in Khotila village. The police have warned people in the area to be extra careful and avoid going near the river and crossing bridges. Jharkhand and Bihar are skipping the Centre State Science Conclave inaugurated by Prime Minister Narendra Modi earlier today. The two-day conclave is aimed at deepening state centre coordination and collaboration to build a robust science, technology and innovation ecosystem across the country. At the inauguration, Modi called for concerted efforts to make India a global centre of research and innovation and urged state governments to frame modern policies in science and technology. He also gave the slogan, Jai Jawan, Jai Kisan, Jai Vigyan and Jai Anusandhan. Neither Bihar nor Jharkhand has given a reason for their absence so far, but it may not be hard to guess. Bihar has a new government after Chief Minister Nitish Kumar cut his JDU party's alliance with the BJP and tied up with Lalu Prasad's RJD instead. In Jharkhand, Chief Minister Heman Soren just survived an attempt to pull down his government, but he still faces the prospect of disqualification for signing on a mining lease to himself while he was a mining minister. The conclave is being held in Ahmedabad and features sessions on digital healthcare, technological interventions for improving farmers' income, clean energy and innovation for producing portable drinking water. Apart from central and state governments, the conclave will be attended by top industrialists, young scientists and innovators. Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal today appealed central and state governments to end temporary employment of workers and provide them with permanent jobs instead. In a video address, Kejriwal said, and I quote, People working as temporary employees are right at the bottom of the hierarchy. They are the poorest, 
and they are exploited. It is time to end their exploitation. This trend will spread from Punjab now. Unquote. Kejriwal promised to lead the way in Delhi and Punjab, the two states governed by his Ahmadmi Party. He lauded his party's government in Punjab for regularizing 8,736 school teachers and asked other state governments to follow suit. He announced that work is now on to regularize the service of thousands of non-permanent employees in the state, besides teachers. He had introduced a bill in Delhi Assembly to regularize guest teachers in the capital as well, Kejriwal said, but it wasn't approved by the central government. Listeners, speaking of government jobs, the annual shortlist of IAS officers considered for central deputation is getting smaller. Fewer IAS officers are making it to higher positions, such as Joint Secretary, as compared to six years ago where there's a shortage of IAS officers in the central government. But why? Read my colleague Shivnarayan Rajpurohit's report titled IAS share in central top jobs continue to dwindle. Is Modi government picking others? On newslaundry.com to find out. A new appraisal system, lateral entries in place, other services grab a significant share. If you like this report, and want us to bring you more reports as well, exclusive podcasts and videos, consider subscribing to News Laundry. News Laundry is a completely ad-free platform. We don't take ads from governments or corporations. Which means our journalism isn't shaped by the pressures of advertiser money. If you want to be a part of our ad-free model, support independent journalism. Go to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button at the top right corner. Subscription plans begin from as low as Rs 300 a month. Pay to keep news free. Two days after Queen Elizabeth's death, her son, Charles was crowned as King Charles III today. By the rules of monarchy, Charles automatically became the king after the Queen's death. But an accession council ceremony at St. James Palace early Saturday is a constitutional formality to recognise his sovereignty and coronate him. According to BBC, this is the first coronation in history of British monarchy to be live telecast. King Charles made his first address to the nation yesterday and pledged to uphold the constitutional principles at the heart of their nation. He also named his oldest son, Williams, as the new Prince of Wales, making him the heir apparent to the throne. Here's a bit of trivia about the British monarchy. The Queen of England symbolically owned all the swans in UK. Now King Charles is the owner of all existing swans and those that will be born during his reign. The United Nations General Secretary Antonio Guterres visited several areas of Pakistan ravaged by floods today, Reuters reported. Record monsoon rains and glacier melt in the country's northern mountains have triggered floods that have killed at least 1,391 people sweeping away houses, roads, railway tracks, bridges, livestock and crops while displacing millions of people. The UN Secretary-General landed in Sindh province early Saturday before flying over some of the worst affected areas en route to Balochistan, another badly hit province. According to a video released by the office of the Prime Minister, Shehbaz Sharif, Guterres reportedly claimed it is difficult not to feel deeply moved to hear such detailed descriptions of tragedy, adding that Pakistan needs massive financial support. 
This is not a matter of generosity, it is a matter of justice. He took an aerial survey of some of the worst affected areas and called the site quote-unquote unimaginable. He also said humanity has been waging war on nature and nature strikes back. He said though nature had stricken the Sindh region, it wasn't Sindh that contributed to massive greenhouse gas emissions leading to the travesty. There is a very unfair situation relative to the level of destruction, he added. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on wherever you're listening from. See you next week. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.